Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. 29 episodes we've done this. Now, we've done 28. We're now at 29. Oh, we're Don't at all. Don't oversell it, 29 man. incredible episodes of The Greatest Story Never Told. And uh, by the way, if you, uh, if you happen to uh, hear a commercial... At the beginning of the podcast, which could very well be true, and we don't know if it is or not, uh, that is a uh, a commercial sponsor. But we also have our unofficial sponsors, mm-hmm. that is the people that contribute to this fine podcast. And all we ask is that you go to the Fisher House's website and make a donation. You don't have to say it's in the name of the men's room, the greatest. It's it, it's it's from you. Uh, send us a receipt sure. of the transaction, which, by the way, is a tax-free donation mm-hmm. that you can uh, use at the end of the year if you uh, so uh, are so inclined to do so. Be and, inclined. Uh, yeah. And we will uh, we, we will give you a little shout-out. So we got a couple of emails here before we get into uh, episode number 29. All of the Cholos, guys, I love your show, and I've been a listener to the men's room since the buzz days. Uh, just so you know, there was a radio station in uh, Seattle, Washington called 100.7 The Buzz Radio for Guys. Radio for Guys. And in 2005, when we moved here, it was kind of like a guy talk station. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had been doing very, very well. Tom Likas was on in afternoons. BJ uh, was killing it in the middays. Uh, Robin and Maynard were on the mornings. We were on at night, and then overnight was was it Phil Hendry or Phil Hendry? Yeah, actually, uh, in retrospect, looking back at, at far as uh, radio goes. That's a great radio station. We had a hell yeah, of a well, lineup, man. We were we were we were clicking I mean, we're along. We're a little partial toward talk for yeah, obvious reasons, sure. but yeah, it was a yeah. fantastic lineup. But uh, listeners since the buzz days, and that 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 still goes back some 15, 16 years at this point. Fifteen years, yeah, fifteen years. So thank you for that. Um, I want to take the opportunity to uh, be an official, unofficial sponsor of the greatest story never told. Not only to be a part of it, but I think the Fisher House is an amazing organization, and I was more than happy to contribute twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yes. Here's the fun part. Mike says, guys, I launched my own voiceover business and brand right before the COVID apocalypse, uh, but I've been pushing forward and been trying to gain more traction in the business. My business is MLC Voice LLC. I am a voice actor with a broadcast quality home studio, able to record commercials, narrations, e-learning, animations, podcast imaging, just about any other voiceovers, uh, clients that, uh, that could be needed. I'm still working my side hustle, which is delivering 40-plus hours a week for Amazon. Mm -hmm. So thanks for doing that as an essential worker, but at least I have your podcast and the men's room to keep me laughing and motivated during the day. Keep on rocking, guys. That from Mike Cantrell. Real quick, before we get uh, to the next sponsorship, I just want to tell a quick story here about uh, the voiceover business. Uh, Voiceover business is one of those things where if you're in broadcasting and you can do it, it's a nice little way to make some extra money every once in a while. Uh, I go back to my first marriage. I'm living in uh, Glen Burnie, Maryland, Pasadena, Maryland. We had a caller there uh, today on the program from that area. And I, I'm not making a lot of money, and I need some extra cash anywhere I can get it. So I get a hold of my buddy Jimmy, who is Traffic Jam Jimmy, who happens to be the guy that says, too early for a fish right. sandwich, right? So I did a few commercials for the Fox affiliate, I think Fox 45. Fox 45, yeah. In, uh, in Baltimore, Maryland, and that... More people wanted to use me after that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I started doing cable commercials. And at the time, a 30-second read for a cable commercial was 25 bucks. So that's <laughs> what they would pay the voice guy to read the 30-second. Uh, you are rich. I know. Half the time, you, you could never get the money. They didn't want to pay up. I mean, it was a whole hassle to get you 25 bucks. Send them an invoice, the whole deal, which they never paid like anything else. We got the service. We're just going to wait on this. Even if right. it was 25 bucks, whatever. All right. So 
at the time when I'm married, my uh, then wife was very. She liked to party, man. She'd throw down, man. She'd she'd do her thing and everything. But the fact that I was a daily weed smoker, I know for a fact, never settled right with her. Sure. And this is before weed was legalized and all that stuff. And so it was very difficult to kind of argue my point with her because it was just, it it was like you're a loser, you're lazy, all these things, which I was not. But that's the stigma on, you know, the weed smoker, blah, 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 never make anything out of your life. Like, no, that's not how I function. I'm kind of more OCD, so it kind of helps me focus. But sure. It, either way. Um, so uh, basically what it comes down to is I don't want her to know that I'm getting this money because I'm using that money to buy my weed. <laughs> and I'm hiding it, right? right? So they're cutting me an individual check. You get a check in the mail for $25. bucks. i am I'm, she, She's never saying this. Not, none of Of course. Was, this is my drug money. Problem is all of these commercials air – on our television stations throughout the city. And not only that, at this point in time, I landed a pretty good gig with Toyota. They had a, uh, the, their main guy, he, he, he died. And so they're, they're auditioning new people to be the voice of Toyota on the entire East Coast. I feel like I'm going to get this gig. So I'm doing Toyota commercials, Charlotte, Atlanta, sure. Jacksonville, New York, Philly, all this stuff. Do you have to name check? So like when you're doing it, is it like, you know, come down to Toyota of Atlanta? Basically what you do is like, check out the new 2013 Toyota Corolla now. Toyota, we are customer driven. Then the tag at the end would be like, available now at Michael Jordan Nissan of Charlotte and the greater Piedmont area of North Carolina. I mean, you hear it on ads here, right? Because yeah. it always ends with... For yeah. the great Northwest area, blah, right. blah, blah. Right. For our Rochester listeners, like, you know, like, uh, Nissan's available now at Dick-Eyed Pontiac on a Route 11 in downtown Rochester, whatever And, yes, is. we said Dick-Eyed. That's yeah, his exactly. name. Stop <laughs> laughing. So my wife at the time, when, she, when commercials come on, she goes, that's the guy I was telling my friends about that I told you sounds just like you. <laughs> and, I, and I'd sit there. So wait a minute. Because I always give You're it You're hiding your drug money. And the thing you did to earn money, anyone listening can hear you playing as a day. No, no, we'd and, be watching TV But you're at night. playing it off as though this is not you. This is not me. So, <laughs> no, 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 your no, wife. No. Buddy's Crabs and Ribs, the Eastport <laughs> Bar and Grill, uh, the Nissan dealership in Annapolis, uh, Mars Supermarkets in Baltimore, which is a local grocery store. I'm going to call you R. Kelly. Because remember, R. Kelly was busted on tape, and, and his, his entire defense, and it worked for him, what, 10, 15 years right. ago. He's like, I know that looks like me. It ain't me. Yeah. I did local commercials for Giants, which is a grocery store in that area. All this crap, right? But they would come on every break, and especially when you tuned on to like ESPN or something, because then it's all cable. Right. It's a little bit cheaper. So every commercial. She's like, that's the guy, but he kind of sounds like it. I'm like, you, you don't even know what your husband sounds like. Like, that's that's me. But I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm high because I went outside. No, she does know what her husband she sounds like. Because she pointed out and keeps telling her friends, it sounds like my husband. The problem is her husband is doing a side hustle for drugs right. and is not admitting it. So Correct. she knows exactly is, what her husband sounds like. the problem like. is, is that I'm like, when I'm sitting on my couch at night and we're watching television shows <laughs> together, it's every freaking break. Right. You know what I mean? Like that I'm on there because I've done so many of these and I'm just like, you know, like – some of these are two or three years old, by the way, too. Right. So it's like, I've already got my money. I already got my drugs out of the deal. Like, now it's just an inconvenience that they're still playing this damn commercial. You know, whatever. Davis's Pub. There's a bunch of them that just kept coming. Like, no way they're sponsoring this much advertising. But it just kept coming on. She never bit. She never caught on. Thank God. Anyway. All right. We move on. So enjoy your, voiceover, enjoy your voiceover business there, Mike Cantrell. I hope it works out well, and I hope you make more than 25 bucks. Also, I would say this, Mike. Uh, one of the biggest things you can do... 
is uh, video presentations for companies. Because a lot of times when you would have a seminar or a conference or whatever, there are PowerPoint presentations and stuff right, that right. last like 15, 20 minutes. Also available uh, commodity as far as that goes. <clears throat> Greatest story never told. Sponsor, guys, uh, Miles and Thrill, thank you for keeping us laughing during this difficult time. Here is my $50 donation to the Bye. Fisher House. I'm a proud uh, spouse of a retired service member from JBLM. So I know the importance of the Fisher House, all the work they do for service members and their families. I became a real estate agent for Remax Northwest in 2008 during one of the worst housing markets in our country's history. So that, that's timing. We weathered that storm, and we will weather this one, too. So if you're in West Seattle uh, and you're looking to sell a home, uh, anyway, uh, if you plan on selling your home or if you're looking to buy a new home in either Pierce or Thurston County, I'd love to represent you guys during the process. You can email me directly at jessica at jessicagrub.com. Grub with two Bs. Uh, thank you, guys. Jessica, that is the most beautiful last name mm-hmm. I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. We're going to be grubbing. Miss mm-hmm. Grub. We're grubbing with yeah. two Bs. Two big Bs. Ooh. Yeah, but if you're looking to sell a home, uh, let's get a hold of uh, Jessica at uh, Jessica. Yeah, I want to rub a grub. And and thank you for the uh, 50 buck donation there. There it is. Very nice. Grub a dub dub. Okay, uh, this week on the podcast, we had all kinds of plans, though uh, we have done this for now 29 episodes. Uh, Lo and behold, our own Mike Cox sits here, produces this, puts it all together and all that crap. And we have heard a little bit from you, Mike, during the uh, greatest story never told, but never really had the opportunity to sit down and talk to you about anything. Thing that you might like to tell. Uh, it might be the mic sub- is smart. That's like going to court and being like, look, I have talked to the three defendants here. You in the back. I know you're friends with them. Have you committed any crimes? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know, you know, and a little backstory here on Mike. Uh, Mike grew up in Enumclaw, Washington, which is a lot like growing up in West Virginia, where you grow up, you know what you know. Uh, you know, the outside world is a bigger world. Uh, unfortunately for Mike, he was only 30 minutes away from a major city, which he never even actually existed in. No. Uh, but, uh, but, but it was a different world, I think, as far as stepping into our world, which some for some reason – Steve and I think is somewhat normal because it seems normal to us. This is how we, the, I thought everybody did. The older we get, the more we realize that this is not a normal world. Uh, it affects relationships, family relationships, friend relationships. Live and learn, Miles. You, you learn, you, you know, like anything else, you realize like you don't have the mentality of a 12-year-old and continue to move on, but we somehow do. But we realize our situation is different, and then you, Mike, step into our pile of crap. Exactly. It was a uh, it was a bit of an eye opening thing for me. You know, obviously I was a I was a listener to you guys when I first uh, before I even considered getting into radio, and then finally when I did get into radio, you guys were my target. Thank heavens you guys actually picked me up, and I've been here with you ever since. Yeah. And obviously things in my life have changed after having gotten <laughs> better or worse. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm gonna say better just because we're sitting here. Just be honest. You're <laughs> saying cool. we're sitting here. No, but that's cool. We understand. I mean, better in certain aspects. <laughs> I wouldn't say worse in any, really. I mean, his wife calls me the devil. I mean, like, oh, great, you're working with the devil now. <laughs> well, yeah. There's- but the devil's him. Like, <laughs> he's pulled this whole wool over her eyes that makes me seem like the bad guy. No, no, it's, it's no, never no. Me. I've never, you know, I've never falsely accused you of anything. It's just this. She makes the assumption oh, yes, that you, you and I don't discount it. I never not. say Miles did, but if she's like, did Miles? I'm like, of course he did. Mm-hmm. Miles always gets the blame, like the Viagra, the weed, and the Coke in the glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> that was someone else's vehicle. Right? You've already heard that story, I think. We told I, the story, we, right? I think we did, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah in the uh, 
Yeah, all right. The Viagra thing. Anywho, uh, so before having met you guys, I honestly, the worst thing that I had done as far as substances. Blunt, oh. <laughs> right. Is having maybe one bottle of beer with my old man while I was working outside. And even then, it was it was you know very. He Are was you serious. Yeah, absolutely. It was a Coors Light. I remember we were out working Whoa. on the deck, and I and and I threw it out there. You know, he said go in there and grab me a beer, and I grabbed two. And he said okay, and then I just drank the one beer at the time. Right. I never snuck liquor. I never uh, uh, dipped into his fridge of beer. I had a party where everything unloaded. None of that. Yeah, it's kind of weird too when you realize that your parents' liquor cabinet. Has not been touched nearly as much as it should have. Yeah, I don't think my <laughs> kids are going to think that. Right. <laughs> well, no, I I agree by the recycling. Right. One day they'll take out the recycling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh God, Dad. <laughs> uh, but uh, there was the one thing that honestly kind of flipped the switch for me because I was just I came in and I did my job for the first couple of years yeah. that I was here. I came in and I did my job. That's all I did. We were going to take a really a show trip out to Spokane, Washington, mm-hmm. because there was a listener out there in Spokane, and he, if not owned, he ran the Spokane Shock, which is which he, was no, he was the he was the media guy, public relations gotcha. guy for the Spokane Shock. Uh, Arena Football League, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, if you're listening from some other part, did actually very well in oh, the yeah. Pacific Northwest as far as the league is concerned, the fan base is concerned. Those we guys, like football. XFL yeah. doing exceptionally well. Exactly. Seahawks speaks for yeah. itself. Yeah, and, they, and, they, and they did a great job as far as family participation, fan participation. Like Spokane was rocking that night against an average team. They were. And I think that's why they also turned into the Spokane Empire after the, uh, the Arena Football League kind of went under there. They've they done a few. They, 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 they try, they're, like, they're trying to stay afloat. So right. Whatever. Whoever's sponsoring the money gets the word. But we go out there, and Miles, don't take any offense to this, but I've heard rumors about you that you could, uh, you, you tend to push whatever party that you're having on, on other people at certain times. Okay. So I knew going Thanks, out Dad. there. <laughs> I knew going out there. So that that's there not was, a rumor. It's like saying Miles is a white dude. I mean, like, this is the case. If I have two hits of acid, I'm going to talk you into the other hit. <laughs> and here's the thing. Miles doesn't talk anybody into it. Usually you'll go to the, you know, you'll go to the bar with your friend or whatever and you guys, you know, you'll say you want to do a shot and then you order two shots. Miles orders two shots and says, "Let's do a shot." That's how he talks about That is you how, how you operate. Things. That is definitively the Miles operation. I'll be right back. There's no question in it. But so, I bought five shots, and there's only two of us. You have to do at least two. This yeah, is, I'm doing three. This is my first time having been out with you guys without, you know, any sort of five o'clock clock out and go home sort of a situation. So we go out there, and I know Miles has brought weed. And at this point, <laughs> marijuana is legal in the United States, so there's no there's none of that weird fear because I am that sheltered kid that it's against the law. We can't do it. And <laughs> well, I'm it was to not legal it. in the United States, still isn't. But it was legal in Washington State. And at that oh, point that in time, there was still a – we were right on the level of – are you a medical marijuana patient right. or are you right. – or are we going to retail and open this up? Here's the thing. I went and fudged my way through a medical marijuana card. <laughs> I didn't fudge my way through it. I just have scoliosis, right? right? And that's why I'm always hunched over and crap. Like, my back kills me every day. It takes me 20 minutes to roll my back out in the morning. I'm mm-hmm. that guy. But I have a medical-grade marijuana card. Right. So Scoliosis pays off. If you go to a store today and you want an edible, it's 10 milligrams. F that. I'm buying 50 milligram medical <laughs> things. I am buying, like the weed doesn't get any stronger, but all the concentrates sure. and everything else around it are much more potent during that time, which they aren't now, which sucks. But at that point in time, like I had some A-grade <laughs> shit. Right. 
<laughs> ah, shoot. I haven't taken these down. Oh, I forgot. Sorry, dude. Oh, no worries, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I know that two and two is going to come together, and at some point, Miles is going to offer me pot, and I'm sitting there on the entire car ride over there pondering, am I going to do it? Is this going to be my first time smoking weed? The answer was yes. So we get over there, <laughs> and sure enough, we're in the hotel room. We're gearing up. We're going to go over to the game. We've already met the guy at this point, had a talk with him. We're going to go Didn't over Didn't they give the you game. an edible in the car? No, you did not. Okay. You gave Ted the edible, and it messed him up something fierce. So thank God, because when it came down to the My two, bad. I wasn't a smoker. I'm not a smoker. Right. So, so right. smoking weed did not sound appealing to me. I wanted to take one of the edibles. Thank God you never offered me one, because that would have completely screwed me up. They were 100 milligrams. <laughs> Yeah, those that's are, what uh, I brought. I was like, look, like I kept the twenties and fifties at home. Like we're going to smoke <laughs> ass. I'm breaking out the A grade. Sh-. No, sorry, stop. No worries, man. I gotta re-listen to this thing because I haven't been taking notes. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Ted is absolutely passed out in the back seat after kind of glazing over for a while. One of the best quotes that I ever had from Ted is, "We had this big old Ford Expedition, and uh, it was." Let's see, Miles was in the front, it was myself and Veggie Dog sitting in the middle seat, and then it was Ted in the very back row. And Ben's driving. Ben's driving. Ben's right. driving. And so... Um, and Ben rented this goddamn boat. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. It was, <laughs> it like was huge. ass Lincoln Navigator thing. It was man. big. It was huge. We're going through western Washington, and all of a sudden, I, look, uh, I hear from the back, Ted says, Oh, Mike, the cows are laying down, you know what that means? Being from Enumclaw, you'd think that I would know what that means, and I did not. And I looked back, I said, I don't know, Ted, what does it mean? He says, I thought you'd know. That was literally all I said. He said it with the calmest demeanor. I turned back, and he's got he's completely glazed over, and his eyes are half shut. And I said, Ted, are you doing okay? He says, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five minutes later, By the way, back, and he's uh, Mike, out. Uh, Ted uh, learned this, whatever, from his mother, it's not true. No, it's not. It's, yeah. There's nothing about rain coming or whatever no. it is. That, like, this is just like an old legend folklore that he believed at this time. Exactly. I'm just sitting in the back going, oh, man, <laughs> this is going to be a weekend. So we finally get over there. Like I said, we're about to go to the game. Miles is pre-gaming in the way that he does, and he's got a pipe. And he looks over, and he says, Mike, you going to smoke weed with us? And I said, ah, yeah, fine. Let's do this thing. So he, he actually held it up right to my face and had me do it right there because I didn't know that there was a whole breather hole in the doggone thing. Yeah, like, a shotgun on it. Trust yeah, me, man. Trust that me, like that is a first time for everyone. Yeah. Like, there's a hole. So we got Right. We got I have it. no yeah. idea what's going you gotta on learn, here. You got to learn the, the game. I inhale this thing and I start hacking. Now, one thing to qualify this is Ted, <laughs> for the longest time, Ted told me, if you ever do smart, start smoking weed, he says, do not mix alcohol with it because that was the mistake I made and it made me incredibly sick. When I started hacking after Miles gave me that first drag, Miles looks at me and says, here, drink some of this, you'll feel better. And he handed me, like, one of the darkest beers I'd ever had. I take a swig of that thing, and a cough comes up just as Veggie Dog is walking by, and I spew this stuff all over his face. Oh, no. It was awful. That's awesome. That's the best he's ever smelled. And keep in mind, he has a massive mustache and beard, so it's not like you just wipe it off. And Veggie Dog is not big on the weed smoking and all that stuff. Like he just He's a respectable, decent human being. He needs to be in control of a situation and I coded him I yeah. mean he was soaked in this stuff so anyway then we go over to the arena football game for those of you that actually might have smoked before going to something like that there's a lot of stimulus that takes place when you go to something sure. of that magnitude mm-hmm. I don't know this particular fact when I'm high <laughs> I'm still just trying to get my hands on the fact that everything's spinning but I'm not and time is kind of moving in and out of a reality that I'm not with and you're right on top of it it's like going to a T-Birds game whatever oh, yeah. or a Silver Tips game like when you sit I mean it's it's a hockey arena so 
you you forget how close you are to the action, and they have all the electronic scoreboards going on. It's it's pretty action packed. Spokane Shock did a hell of a job. They did, and I don't really remember a single down. You're kidding I, me. To this day, I do not remember a single. Do you remember down us getting game. the football? No. We took a football home. We went down on the field. We talked to people's families. We talked to the coaches. We talked to the players. Here's what I remember, Miles. As we walked into the thing, I know that he was standing right there, and I was just trying to look put together because, again, I come from a family where when you go to work, which to me, this was going to work, you sure. have yourself put together. My my old man ta- my old man is an auctioneer, and he brought me into that uh, particular field, and he does not drink the day before an auction because he doesn't want to have any kind of altered state when he goes into this okay. thing because you need to look professional. And I took this same motto. It's crazy, but it is admirable. I am flying right now, and this is not me. So I'm having a mild panic attack while I'm just trying to look good for the show that is known for getting drunk and stoned. But we get in there, and we finally get to the part where we are exposed to the field. We're up in the, in the, the... the courtyard that's up there, and we're looking down at the field, and I'm just trying to hold it together and, and kind of rope everything back. And then I halfway remember you, Miles, looking to Veggie Dog and saying, "You want to go get a beer?" And then by the time I turn around, you're invisible. You're gone. Mm-hmm. You're com- you completely left. Now I'm standing there. Ted is off with Ben, just going and having a good old time. Miles is taken off with with Veggie Dog to go and have himself a beer, and I'm standing all by myself in the middle of an arena football <laughs> stadium. With nothing but a ticket. So I just, okay, let's just navigate ourselves to our seat. Let's just Can go I on say over one there. Thing? Can I say one thing that Do you it. don't remember? Okay. Okay, so the score, this is going into the third quarter, was 42 to 13. Holy cow. 42 to 13, the opposing team, like Tri-Cities or whoever it was, right? All right. The shock started rolling back. All right. When they went to the fourth quarter, the game was almost tied, to give you an idea right, right. of how fast arena. So in this point in time, the arena going crazy. is going nuts. Right. They're going crazy because this is this is this is captivating. Like this is a great football game. And if you're stoned for the first time, there's nothing better than thousands of people around you screaming. Losing exactly. their minds. <laughs> <laughs> I get to my seat and I sit there and I know that I just need to ride this thing out. I find my seat and I sit down and I and I mentally tell myself I have this ability to just control my mind and kind of pull things together and I say just stare at the field. Take a, to take note of what other people are doing and which direction they're facing. Just look for the ball and kind of keep going. And I was just – I was sitting there just kind of strobing my head back and forth trying to find the ball the entire time. I don't remember a single play of the game. I don't remember seeing any players. I don't remember seeing a single play. All I remember is just this wash of green of the field as I'm trying to locate the ball and look like I've got my stuff together. Then all of a sudden, from over to my left, I hear, Mike! Mike, I look over and thank God there's Ben over there. And he says, come on, buddy. And I walk over <laughs> with him. And he pulls me down to the field. Turns out that he and Ted were down sideline, down in that little family yeah. area watching the game. Oh, yeah. And they were kind of the, like in the penalty box. Right. One of the two of them hockey. points I mean, up at me and says, oh, crap, he's up there. How's he doing? Oh, we should go get him. And so they actually went and got me. And then I just kind of stood there and just felt the padding up so the side do, of the do wall. You know what, do you know what happened to me? What, did you, what happened to you, Miles? We go to get a beer and Jason goes, hey, uh. Because he got high. He's like, I'm uh, a <laughs> little hungry. Found this place for uh, steak and seafood. So I'm like, oh, hell yeah, man. I am in. Let's bowl. So we ended up leaving and because he was starving. 
and we ended up going to the steak restaurant, like it was on the river with this nice deck and all this stuff. And we're sitting there and we're, we're looking at these messages like, you mother efforts, where are you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we're sitting there like cutting into a steak. <laughs> we're just like three blocks away, just sitting there, sip, like, you know, Jason, sitting on some, sipping on some port or whatever. Right, right. Like, like just having a good time. <laughs> yeah, we're just sitting like, those Jim Oaks will finally make it back to the hotel. <laughs> whatever. And now you enjoy weed. Don't and you? now I smoke weed pretty regularly. Yeah, yes. yeah, right, right, right. And there you go on the uh, the greatest story never told. That's, uh, drugs. that's how we got Mike into drugs. <laughs> 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 just so you know, it was just a small trip, and now he's a drug addict. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sell <Thank> plasma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you once again for listening to the greatest story never told. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man! A Double Flush production.